Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Broadcasting live from the White House of Talk, this is Tom McConnell. A magnificent, dark, black Monday to you. A hangover of Super Bowl. That's it. I'm done for sports now. Until the playoffs and hockey start. You can't watch that stuff until. Come on, MLB spring training is a month away. <sighs> Baseball's for old men. And Labatt Blue and listening to the radio in your garage. I'm Jim Fannin, covering for Tommy today on Black Monday, I guess we'll call it. It's getting some time. One of the wise guys. Super Bowl used to be the best day of the year for me. That, and a close runner-up, was American Thanksgiving. Love football. Yesterday I had to work, and I had to work American Thanksgiving as a show host here on 610 CKTV. I love being behind the being behind the mic more than I do getting crazy with my boys and watching football. But that did happen yesterday. Might as well talk about that right off the bat at nine fifteen. Got a great show for you planned up today. Kimberly T- Turner, our foodie expert, will be in at ten o'clock. Find out what she made last night. And I want to get an idea of what she's got planned for my freezer. Love cooking stuff and freezing it so I can bring it in for lunch or heat it up for dinner. Clark Bitter will come in at 11.30. And we got a bunch of interviews for you today, too. So we will take your calls. Camps breaks it down this way. You've got the game, you've got the halftime show, and you've got the commercials. So we'll take your thoughts on all of that. I actually missed the halftime show. I was in transit. Had a couple commitments I had to keep yesterday. I didn't want to leave the first one, but we got out safely. And the NRP says we were good. My way home last night, they had the Lake Street exit blocked off with a ride check. OPP was there. I guess we're learning. Not drinking and driving. Finding a safe way home. Taking a cab. Designated drivers. They only got one guy for pot yesterday. No drunk drivers. Can they pull you over for a ride check and bust you for pot? Don't they need to like actually have cause to bust you for that? I don't know. Well, it depends when you smoke, Floss. <laughs> I guess if they smell it on you. Three minutes ago. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Are you under the influence? No. Uh, you know what? I, was, I think it's this coat. <laughs> really. That's... It's secondhand smoke. I was with my friends in a really small garage, and I got hotboxed. I said no. But I did not inhale, other than secondhand. So 905-688-2582. We'll start off with your Super Bowl stories. Where were you at? Did you get enough to eat? Man, what a gorge session. 
So full. I'm still full this morning. I think I can take the day off. The party that I was at, they're having another party today at noon to eat all the leftovers. Meatballs, (laughs) chicken wings, jerk chicken. Oh, off the hook. And then ended up at the second party with fajitas. Cooked on a charcoal grill. There's nothing better than a charcoal grill, man. Forget the gas. Mesquite chips all smoky and talk about uh, tasty fajitas. When the when the steak is burned on the grill, you got a good flavor. So we'll take your calls on that first. And then we got a great show for you lined up today. We're here at 9 to 12 for Tommy's. Back tomorrow. No fear. 905-688-2582-1877-610-CKTB. Of course, text is always the easiest and most efficient way to get into the show. You can text pound. I don't know if, sorry, pound 610, Isabel. Free call. Text 61010. Other ways that you can interact with the show. You can tweet us out on Twitter at 610CKTB. And chirp me out, too, while you're at it, at Jim Fannin. Shoot me an email, jimfannon at gmail.com. We have some new Bruno Mars fans, even in the station. The kid's got talent. And the only thing I was most excited about yesterday was the under-over on the anthem. I'm going, hurry up. We really liked the under in that. After days of research and previous anthem singers, what was the under over? I don't know, 230 or something like that, 220. Hurry up, go, go, go. Ridiculous. I think there was more money on the coin toss than anything at the party I was at. So we will take your calls on Super Bowl Sunday at 10 o'clock. Kimberly Turner comes in. She's with. Cooking with Kimberly. You can catch her on YouTube and online. We have a press release that came to the station the other day. The pipeline is good for Canada. Working on an interview for that at 945. Kimberly Turner at 10. And then Clark Bitter will roll in at 1130. We'll have a couple segments with him. We'll talk everything green in the by-election in Niagara Falls. You have your digits. First out, we want your Super Bowl stories. Where were you? Did you have money on the game? What do you think of Bruno Mars' performance? The Chili Peppers played? What? Chili Peppers don't seem like a Super Bowl halftime gig. Now that's about the only band I think I would pay money to see now. I think I've seen just about everyone else I want to see. But the Peppers are one I missed. No offense to my friend Greg Campania, but... Tragically Hip is not a band I would pay to see, ever. I don't own an album. I think I hear them on the radio quite enough. But the Peppers are playing the Super Bowl, along with Bruno Mars. Again, they don't sound like a band that's Super Bowl ready for me. Terry, you're on the Tom McConnell Show. How are you, Terry? Mr. Jimmy Fannin, what do you say there, buddy? I'm alive. It's all good, bro. What a friggin' embarrassment. My Steelers could have beat Denver last night. (laughs) The AFC sucks. You know what I mean? I can't watch AFC football. I don't know what it is about it. 
even 25 years ago or 35 years ago when I started watching football, I, I, I always was an NFC guy. And still to this day, I can't stand the AFC. I don't like their style of football. I don't know if it's just me, but everyone picked the Broncos, and Seattle came with a wall of defense. That Unreal. was nice. That was like uh, they showed up for that game. That's for damn sure. But the one question I, I was saying to Greg there was, like, I'm going to be curious to find out who won those 25 questions. Because one of the questions was, is there going to be a safety? Another question was, if a football is going to hit an upright? Yeah. Which which all happened. <coughs> well, I heard that this, the odds on the first play, the first score being a safety was like 400 to 1. So, somebody, so somebody's got like a lot of money. Well, how many people actually bet that? But I guess I was thinking the same thing. You know, if you get enough money to bet just about anything, you can throw a hundo down on just about anything. And if it comes in, you look like a genius. But the problem is you got to put a hundo down a hundred times on a hundred different long shot bets for one of them to pay off. I tell you, somebody, but like I bet you, somebody made some money yesterday. Yeah, I think four hundred to one. Somebody was saying if you threw a hundred down on it, you, you would have made four thousand bucks on the safety. will be the first score of the game. But <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a betting man. But I was with the under for the anthem only because one of my buddies said, "Oh no, it's I I got I I've got this one." He bet the under and the Seahawks straight up. Don't tease your bets. Teasers are <laughs> a tease is a loser's bet for sure. <laughs> anyway, you you have yourself a great day. Thanks, Terry. Nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two. On the other side, we will take your calls. Super Bowl related calls. Camps is running the board today. Tommy's back tomorrow. Got a few decent interviews for you today. We'll have some fun on your Black Monday, Super Bowl Monday. This is six ten CKTV. CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Call now at 905 688 CKTV, 1 877 610 CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Tell me about your Super Bowl. Did you see the halftime show? I totally missed it, so fill me in. I think Bruno Mars is a talent. Straight up stud. That boy can sing. He reminds me of Michael Jackson a little bit. Kid can play, man. The Chili Peppers. I'm sorry I missed them now. I think we got some game. I love the Peppers. Funky. Funky rock. Peppers are solid. Can't believe they reduced themselves to play in the Super Bowl halftime show. Tell me that was a dream. I missed it. They're complaining about the traffic. Getting in and out. A friend of mine's at the game, Brian Grant, local realtor here. 
He Facebooks. I'm sitting beside Emmett Smith, but I don't know who he is. <laughs> Always the least likely people get tickets for things like this, right? <laughs> he doesn't even watch football. And how can you not know who Emmett Smith is, even if you're not a football fan? <laughs> I'm sitting beside Emmett Smith, and I have no idea who he is. One of the greatest running backs ever to play the game, Brian. <laughs> nice. And Sherman was running his gate. And it just goes to prove if you have game, you can run your mouth and run all the smack you want. If you're considered a shutdown corner, I don't think there's been a shutdown corner in this league since primetime, Deion Sanders. If you've got that kind of game and you are the best in the business, then you can run your gate all you want. And he backed it up. I had no idea who I was rooting for. You know, when your team's out, you don't really care. I usually go for the NFC. But I didn't really care. And I thought Manning was a machine. But my buddies that are much more into football betting than I am said that four out of the five last times that the best offense came up against the best defense, guess who wins? Defense. And this proved it. Seattle was a wall out there. You could not get by them on the ground. Just shutting everything down. So I had no idea what was going for until the first snap goes over Manning's head into the and see his face. And the ball just goes right by as he's trying to shift the play. And somebody was telling me the other day, I hate how Manning is like, even in the video games, it takes you 40 seconds to get a playoff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the, the video games are so realistic. Like you can't just skip the all the shifts at the lines and the audibles and the fake hand gestures <laughs> and Omaha this. Omaha, that. So yeah. when that snap went over his head, I immediately was like, yes! Oh, I guess I'm a Seattle fan today. <laughs> I was surprised. It surprised me. Surprised Manning, too. It went right over his head. And then who would have expected? And then the place that I was at, a buddy of mine's like, it's going to be a blowout. I'm like, really? Right off the... Fr- and did you know you can you can actually place a bet after they kick off? Like in Vegas or online betting, I guess, well, maybe not Vegas, but on online betting, you can take a bet anytime during the game. I didn't know that. Of course, the odds change. But I'm like, if I was a betting man, I think I'd be jumping on Seattle right now. And my buddy was saying, oh, yeah, this is it. It's going to be a blowout. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Next thing you know, it's 22 nothing or something at halftime. Unbelievable. Did you watch the game? What did you think of... The halftime show, I missed all the commercials, but you know when you're sitting with somebody that's already seen the movie, and they're like, oh, no, don't watch this, watch this, watch this. <laughs> I was sitting with my cousin for the second half, and he said, oh, this is a great commercial, this is a great commercial. Well, he had seen it, but just because you've seen it doesn't mean it's great. He was pointing to all these commercials that were absolutely horrible, that Doritos commercial was was stupid. Yeah, that, that that's it. Eh? Every time you're staring at the television, and the guy next to you, "Wow, watch this! Watch this! <laughs> no, watch this part! Watch this part!" Oh man, I, uh, yeah, I, the guy, the the party I was at, the guy had an antenna, uh, and he got the American commercials. I don't know how he did it. The he best rigged picture up some, you can uh, find, system. Yeah. And uh, he, we, we got the American commercials. Unfortunately, I think I was the only one 
at the party that actually cared about the game. <laughs> so I couldn't hear anything. There's just, there's, you know, 30 people, kids running around. It was a great party. Awesome food. Wonderful. I had a great time. But I think I was the only one. So I missed all the, I saw them, but I couldn't hear them. I could hear the game perfectly when I went outside to the garage where they were cooking the food. Their deep fryers were going and barbecues and stuff like that on the garage. So I go out to talk to George a little bit, and my ears are ringing. And I realized that it's so freaking loud down. The game was turned up so loud, like you couldn't hear anything. <laughs> I'm like, my, I felt like I was at a concert. <laughs> the 12th man. There's no, is there no happy medium, but everyone was very good, and they were forced to not have much conversation between themselves. All they could do is just watch the show. Oh, so they were forced to. So was the it a room full of people that actually wanted to watch the game? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it seemed see, like you're it. lucky. See, I never go to those parties. At least they they their mannerisms acted they acted like they wanted to be there to see the game, and so it was loud. And, and we were just talking off air. Everyone's an expert <laughs> at the Super Bowl, especially the people that don't watch football all the time. They're like, oh, yeah, that was a cat. Yeah, you need two feet to get up. No, that was a cat. No, you need two feet and pounds to catch the ball. And I uh, Facebooked out just right off the bat. Who's got the under on the anthem? Hurry up. She started stretching it out a little bit. I see my buddy just wiggling. <laughs> you knew he had the under. He's like, oh, no, hurry up. Let's go. Let's get this game over with. 905-688-2582. One eight seven seven six ten CKTB pound six ten is a free call on the Bell Mobility Network and text into the studio. Oh, I promise I'll get to your text message. Pound. Oh, here we go. Six ten ten is your text message. What? Oh, what is Super Bowl? A bowling tournament? That's the lone text so far. So I had a couple parties to go to. Totally missed the halftime show, which is not a disappointment for me. I don't watch football to watch the halftime show. I always go out to the barbecue or I find something to do at the halftime show. I could care less. And frankly, I could care less about the commercials too. But I guess you can see them on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Or go to BuzzFeed. They have, BuzzFeed? Them, they have them all there. The best picture you can get is over the air, and you can get it a digital picture from WN, you know, Channel 17. Mm-hmm. Fox has got a local. And I said to uh, Stewie last night, I said, dude, you, you need to have something other than satellite. Well, like, if the system goes down, you know, you're going to have radio that you can listen to for emergency, but you need to have some TV, too. Get that HD out. Get your rabbit ears out and get that HD picture that's better than satellite or... Satellite or cable, HDTV is better over the air than anything else. Put a little tower up, I told him. Huh. 905-688-2582. More after this on 610 CKTV. On News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. 
Call now at 905-688-CKTB, 1-877-610-CKTB, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Tommy's back tomorrow. In a text message following up from last segment. Jim, do-it-yourself antenna for TV. Cost about five bucks. I get 30 channels in Jordan. Free TV. Love it. It does not suck having free TV. And the picture's awesome. Best you can get. 61010 is your text. Super Bowl winners are now world champions? World? Seriously? Why do Americans feel the need to project themselves as more or greater than they are? It's a, quote, American championship game. Nothing world about it. Might as well call them champions of the universe. Okay. Well, I agree, but they are the best in the world. Yeah, there's no other game. I mean, at that sport, right? World Series. Fastest runner. World champs. World Series, same thing. Best belt baseball players in the world. PBA is the best bowlers in the world. If we, Well, you don't want to forget the bowlers. However, I think the, the guy who, who invented the world, his last name was World. Come on. I'm serious. Back in, like, you know, 1906. And he, what, coined the phrase world champs? Well, World Series. Oh, world. Oh, okay. The baseball and baseball. Come on, yeah, camps. the World Series and the guy's Are you name. You trying was to pull World. one over oh, on the scrub? Serious. <laughs> Tom World, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Watch Ken Burns baseball. He'll tell you. All right. <laughs> All right. Nine zero five six eight eight two five eight two. If you got some Super Bowl takes, we'll take them. Being Black Monday. Switching gears a little bit now, the State of the City address came down. Mayor McMullen gave it on Friday at the Parkway. I think it's called the Holiday Inn Convention Center, something now on Ontario Street. Always interesting to see the mayor's take on what we've accomplished and where we want to go. All I want to know is, Brian, are you running? (laughs) And there was no leads on that. My guess is he's not. If he was and he was hungry for it, he would have come out by now. So I'm just speculating. But Merrick McMullen also used the State of the City address to announce a $35 million residential condo-style development plan for the former hospital site, known as the Hotel Dew, now owned by the Shaver. The State of the City address is sponsored by the Greater Niagara Chamber of Commerce, which is a normal thing. State of the Region is coming up. Gary Burroughs will give that. The mayor called it a really exciting development in the heart of our city. I would agree. More residential, more people living downtown is a good thing. And look at downtown. Man, when I was downtown being a realtor, oh, well, five years ago, I was doing a lot of business downtown, and you couldn't give the stuff away. We had a 50% vacancy rate on St. Paul Street. Now it looks like nothing's vacant. If it's got paper in the window, it's not because the the store went bankrupt. 
It's because they're remodeling to open to something new. So as the Meridian Center rises from the earth in the lower level parking lot, and the Performing Arts Center is doing the same down the ravine a little bit on Carlisle in St. Paul, properties are getting scooped up and they're selling for more than, well, a lot more than they used to. And you know when realtors are buying downtown properties, specifically brokerages, you got to get in. But the vacancy rate is way down. I Just a quick look driving the other day. I actually surveyed the street by foot about five years ago. And if it was closed or vacant or had a for sale sign in it, I took down the address, made note of it, and followed it up. And it was almost 50%. I think you'd be lucky to find 20% at vacancy rate downtown now, maybe less than that. So a lot of good things coming to the downtown core, and there is more to come. More announcements will be coming. Residential developments. This particular one, Mountain View and Walker Industries purchased the 17-acre property in 2006, along with uh, Diversicare, a long-term residential care for seniors and housing company. And they will provide the $35 million investment, Mayor McMullen said. So things are looking up. Maybe it's time to make a personal investment in downtown. It certainly has turned the corner. And even with all the announcements and the approvals in place five years ago, trust me, I had a lot of property downtown listed, and we couldn't give the stuff away. You couldn't get a call on it. Forget finance it. So now it's starting to move. And the mayor highlighted some of his accomplishments, and damn, when you get the checklist all checked off, tick, 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 what's left to do? So I'm sure we'll hear in the next coming weeks the mayor's announcement he's either going to run or he's not going to run. I think Brian's done a pretty good job getting things done, whether you agree with the hockey arena downtown or the Performing Arts Center, and some people will say he's been spending a lot and we're going to have to pay for that later. A lot of this infrastructure, I think, was necessary, if not necessary, an improvement on what we had. And now we got the gate cliff question. Close it. And I hear that they're not going to close it without a plan. Birch that heads up the budget committee actually has a proposal to close gate cliff. I know he's been meeting with the ICE users. And it sounds like they're going to work something out. They're going to close the jack. And I say redevelop that land. Here's a here's a great idea for you for that land. So you've got commercial on the main floor, maybe the bottom two floors, offices maybe above commercial, residential above that. But I think what we should be building right now with the aging de- demographics in St. Catharines and everywhere, how about a residential complex with two bedroom, two bath for seniors, because that's what they want. They want their own bedroom, their own private bathroom, with medical care, just in case 
So, you know, there's a lot of money out there from seniors that have their house paid for. It's been paid for for years. And they're looking to go, where are they going? Where's their last stop? Usually a home with care when you can't take care of yourself. Why not let them buy a condo? You get your normal condo fees, but when you get sick, you can dial up the third floor, which is a hospital basically, and say, sign me up, I need the 24-hour care. And I'll pay the 2500 bucks a month or whatever it is for the 24-hour care. There's got to be a market, a profit center for that type of business, that type of setup. Of course, it wouldn't have to all be seniors. And then you'd have a nice mix, too. You have the seniors that kind of plan the booze bus or the bingo trips or casino rama trips or whatever, the casino trips. And then you'd have some younger folks mixed in there, too, because this would see a good deal. I don't know, $300,000, two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo. There's got to be a market for this aging demographic and people that are going to need care that maybe don't need it right now. So you go in, you don't have to give your money to long-term care facilities. They're expensive. Live in your own home, drive your own car, park it in the garage underground, and if you get to a point where you can't take care of yourself, you just sign up for the long-term care. So much more residential component will be required downtown to shift that. And I think we're already seeing this shift. And we've seen some residential announcements as well. So good on you, Mayor McMullen. But we want to know, are you running? 905-688-2582. One eight seven seven six ten CKTB. Coming up at ten o'clock, we got cooking with Kimberly. Looking forward to a couple segments with her. She was on with Tim there uh, Friday, I think. We're gonna get some tips on being in the kitchen. Clark Bitter will be in at eleven thirty, and we are chasing an interview. The pipeline is good for Canada? Good for greenhouse gases? What? 11 o'clock, we'll have that for you. This is 610 CKTV. to Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTB and online at 610CKTB.com. Call now at 
at 905-688-CKTV, 1-877-610-CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. This just in. Julian Fantino is a jackass, and he doesn't care about the veterans, and he refuses to step down. Man, there's few people that bother me in politics as much as this man. This is also the guy that said taking your car at the side of the road without due process because you are, quote, stunting. Yeah, he did that as the head of the OPP. Talk about unconstitutional. So nothing's proven in court, but at the side of the road, they can jack your car from you. That is BS. And as the calls filter in for Fantino to resign, he basically is flipping you the bird. Speaking with our sister station, 1010, News Talk 1010, on Sunday, Fantino said that he believes the Public Service Alliance of Canada has been spreading, quote, misinformation that has, quote, agitated the veterans community. No, you have agitated the veterans, Fantino. You don't want to mess with the veterans. Have some respect. A group of veterans traveled to Ottawa last week to discuss the closure of eight regional veterans affairs offices with Fantino, but the minister was more than an hour late. Hundreds of veterans have recently rallied against the office closures. But Fantino wants to spread the buck. Pass the buck. Spread the blame around. Whatever you want to tag it. He quote, quote, It all goes back to a huge amount of misinformation, miscommunication, and also mischief-making that I attribute very directly to the Public Service Alliance of Canada, he told News Talk 1010. I would be agitated too if some of these lines that have been putting out, Fantino added. I feel badly for the veterans. They've served their country, and they don't need this aggravation. So step down, Fantino, and get out of the way. (laughs) Why should I resign, he said. For Mr. Mouclair to demand in such an angry fashion my resignation, I take that as a badge of honor, he declared. Unbelievable. One of the veterans calling for Fantino's resignation says that attempting to shift the blame to the union, the minister is suggesting veterans are stupid. Did you see the video? of Fantino interacting with the veterans. (laughs) There is obviously a lack of respect there, period. He shows up late. The guys are obviously a little ticked, more than a little ticked, and he just continues to toe the party line. The conservative party, your conservative conservative government of, of Canada as they are lovingly referring to themselves as the conservative government of Canada. I wish Fantino would get out of the way, please. He apologized in the House. 
obviously somebody put it up for up put him up to it because it did not look sincere and since then he's continued to slight the veterans with so many stories some of the political parties were making news out of some of the suicides that happened over the holidays over the christmas break i mean one is enough but there was many guys are coming back with mental conditions, physical ailments. I mean, when you see what they've seen, it's tough to come back into society, I would imagine. So Fantino continually is poking at the veterans and just kind of thumbing his nose at them and saying, no, I'm not going anywhere. I'd love to see this guy get out of the way. But you see with the ego, with most of these guys, some of these politicians, they just don't get it. 905-688-2582. Vincent, you're on the Tom McConnell Show. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Um, Yeah, Jim, I was interested in your uh, comments this morning about... uh, the Gatecliff complex, okay. in the complex here with a condo, etc. I think it's a great idea. Uh, we should get rid of those two rinks. Um, but I'm not sure the commercial aspect that you mentioned would fly. The uh, reason I say that is because I look at the parking garage where they left the lower level for so-called commercial, and there's to this day is still empty. There's nobody there. Hmm, good point. And so I think the commercial may not go, given the parking garage is even closer to the center of the downtown. Yeah, well, I think what uh, St. Catharines is missing downtown especially is a grocery so, store and a gas station. So maybe that lower parking lot, uh, lower level of the parking lot doesn't fit that parameters, or maybe they're just not looking to come down here because the residential component's not there yet. I mean, you can't live off students buying groceries alone. Uh, all they buy is Mr. Noodles, probably. But yeah. uh, Well, that, that's the thing. Uh, the, uh, uh, I was looking at the list of arenas we have in the city here, and uh, up till the time the four-pad was built, we had, I think, including Meriton, which I last time I looked was part of St. Catharines. Yeah. Um, there were, I think, five uh, ice services, rinks. Right. Now, with the new one being built, including the... Uh, we now have 10 ice surfaces. At a time when the city hasn't grown, I understand fewer kids are going into hockey for various reasons, economics, etc. Um, why all of a sudden do we can't get rid of a couple of ice surfaces when we have double uh, the number that we had for forever. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, Vincent, and I think there's a move. See, the problem is is that running a single-pad facility is a money loser all the time. You can run a four-pad, and there's there's groups that will come in and run it privately for you and make money from the city if the city doesn't do it at all uh, themselves. Uh-huh. So I know there is money in the surfaces, but we're talking about a few. Uh, we got the Jack. We've got Rex Dimers, then we got Heg Bull and Bill Burgoyne. They're all aged facilities. They're all single-pad facilities. So I think the idea might be 
Maybe you close all four of them. You can get a redevelopment, uh, you know, residential component for most of all of them. A couple of them, one's downtown or three downtown, if you include Hag Bowl, uh, on the outskirts of downtown. And then, uh, uh, Bill Burgoyne is in the north end. But then if you ran or sold, uh, or let somebody else run a four pad, then you could build a brand new four pad. And you'd be much more efficient as far as the bottom line goes to the city. Right now, just the Jack and Rex Dimers cost us a million bucks a year to keep open. So yeah, oh, sure. I think fiscally, it's irresponsible to do that. But the point is, to build a new two-pad is going to cost X million. And uh, if we can't make any money off the locations where these other where are closed, the older ones, uh, we're back into the taxpayer's pocket again. Yeah, well, we might have the best of both worlds. We might be able to sell off some surplus lands, get some redevelopment and some new uh, tax assessment from it, and then just let the private sector build a four-pad and run it. Forget our our uh, budget. But I, th- I think they could do that, certainly, with the uh, the complex on Gale Crescent. Uh, they can, instead of being a liability, it could be a uh, moneymaker. If you know, the, the tax money coming in for a change, uh, but I, I just don't buy, uh, you know, adding more, more. Uh, 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 but yeah. Vincent, thank you for your call. We got to go to a break. We're up against it. Greg Campaign, you're running the board. This is six ten CKTV. Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Call now at 905-688-CKTV, 1-877-610-CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. I am Jim Fannin, covering for Tommy today on Black Mondays, getting some time with the family. Getting rested up after the big game last night. <laughs> are your digits, one 610 cktb pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. And you can text the program, 61010 as promised, Kimberly Turner is in the house. Thanks for taking the time. I heard you on with Tim Dennis the other day. You sound like a natural. Well, thank you. Tell us a little bit about cooking with Kimberly. Who are you? Where'd you come from? And what are you doing in St. Catharines? Well, I'm originally from St. Catharines. Okay. And uh, then I went to, I actually lived in Australia for a year and I went to school in the States to Texas A&M and McNeese State University. Shout out McNeese. My people are listening today. And then I went and coached at University of Northern Iowa. I'm a softball pitcher. That's what I went on full scholarship for. But um, then I came home to take care of my dad and my mom. And, you know, I had to to figure out a way to make money from home to be able to take care of my mom from home she's disabled and uh 
this is what I've come up with. So I do my cooking shows. My mom taught, I've always been in the kitchen with my mom since I was little. And then when I went away to school and around the world to play, to play baseball, um, I had to figure out how mom cooked because I didn't like what everyone else was feeding me. I figured so, out when I was a very young lad that if you wanted something that tasted good, you need to learn how to cook it yourself because absolutely. my mother was burning the hell out of everything that came out of that oh. oven. Well, just she wasn't burning it, but it just my father just liked everything well done. So everything really? came out dry and tasteless. Mm. And I didn't know that chicken was supposed to be as soon Moist as it's clear, the juices run clear, you get it off there. It doesn't have to be all white and dry and tasteless. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you know what? I I don't discount anyone's taste because I think that everyone has their own taste and who's to say anyone mm-hmm. anyone's palate is any more important or better than the next. Right. The frou frou foodies out there, it just it hurts me because that's why I have my show is really real. I show you all my mistakes and my spoons falling on the floor and my dog's barking and <laughs> my mom's coming in through the show and you know that's real life and i think that we shouldn't scare people out of the kitchen i think that's what's going on people are afraid to cook they're afraid to not make the right thing or or whatever that is so they go to mcdonald's and they don't mm. have time for that you know so get in the kitchen don't be afraid <laughs> now tell me who rules the kitchen men or women in the oh, professional boy. world, I mean, we know the traditional roles and women, you know, were I traditionally do. in the kitchen and, you I, know, you know the, the sexist position equal. get back to the kitchen. But I love the kitchen and uh, I can cook better than most women I know. So who rules the kitchen, though, Good on in, you. in your house? In my house, me and mom. I mean, it's okay. just me and mom. So uh, mom taught me how to cook. Anytime mom wants to come in the kitchen, she's feeling it that day. I... She has full reign, and I'll be her sous chef any day of the week because really? anything my mom makes is what my mom makes. She's formally trained, or just no, 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 not at all. I'm not formally trained either. So tell me, I I caught a couple of your videos, and there's <laughs> something very cool about seeing a woman that knows her way around the kitchen, and you get some personality too. So and uh, you know, there's nothing like live radio or live TV. Mistakes happen, right? <laughs> exactly. But t- I, you have to I roll caught, with it. I caught a couple of your shows where. You're just like, okay, I'm going to put all this stuff in the crock pot. I'm going to leave it for 10 days and come back and it'll be ready to exactly. eat. Exactly. And it's tasty, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I made it myself. That, I mean, slow cookers and stuff like that are not something that I've uh, messed around with a lot. But no. I think I saw oh, beans and uh, rice or something like that. So easy. And you're just like four cups of water, two cups of beans, done. And so easy. And you know what? You are really cutting down on your food bill. You're not eating out. You're eating way healthier. Even if you cook at home and you cook unhealthy, quote unquote, unhealthy mm-hmm. food, you're still eating way better than you are going to a restaurant. You don't know what mm-hmm. they're putting in it. You don't know who's washing their hands and who's... I'm sorry, everybody out oh, there. I'm who's washing bad. their What's hands the f- and not, but I'm really funny about that. Yeah. So, yeah, you save the money. You are doing it yourself, and I think you take more responsibility for your body You know, when, right. you're, when you're preparing the food that goes into it. I want to know some tips on... I, I love the chili scoffs. I love... You know, my brother does... Uh, uh, lasagna, and you'll cut it up and freeze it so it's good to go. And you have this, you eat a spaghetti sauce by the mm-hmm. gallons. Absolutely. And then freezing containers of it so that, you know, one day you roll up and, oh, I mean, you can leave it out on the counter overnight to, yep. to come to room temperature. And then you got a full meal that took you three days to, exactly. to create. And then you've got a little package of heaven of that's goodness. been frozen of in time. Taste and of then, goodness. Boom, you come out, uh, and you, there's no preparation needed. You absolutely. Got, uh, you just heat it back up. What you, are some you of your can, favorite foods to cook to, in mass quantities and then kind of... Mass kinda, quantities. Well, and then I'm, always reheat well. Absolutely. I'm of German-Ukrainian descent, and 
our big thing in our house is cabbage rolls and pierogies, homemade pierogies. So, and there's, mm. they take a lot, they're tedious work, right? So when we do it, me and mom do it in like giant batches and we freeze it. In fact, that's one of the things that she would come down to visit me in university and we would make batches of this stuff. I had a freezer in my, in my, um, apartment at university, a big deep freeze, so that when mom came down, we'd make, uh, Svibak buns, we'd make Pirishki buns, all these German buns, and then the pierogies and the cabbage rolls, and we'd freeze it and I'd have it all semester. And then we'd make freezer jam, so I'd have mm. jam just like mom. Yeah. But you know what? You can also do mac and cheese and put it in the freezer. You can do lasagna, like you said. You can do shepherd's pie even. Mm. Shepherd's yeah. pie turns out really well. Mm. Now, uh, Germany, uh, strangely enough, I have a few people, uh, friends of mine that travel all over the world all the time. And surprisingly enough, a couple of them will come back and say, you know what, the best place you think it would be, Italy or Greece or something like that. Germany. Germany's got the best food. I'm like, really? What? Sauerkraut and pierogies? Oh, like, we what else do they do? We homemade sauerkraut, too, we, in a great big crock every year. <laughs> can it yeah we do lots of i was really surprised to find out that you know you want to eat well when you're in europe you like you don't need to leave germany no well you know what they love onions and garlic and what what food isn't better with onions and garlic i mean really and (laughs) big sausages and potatoes like german food is uh i think it's food of the earth it's very it's very much peasant food the food that we make at home is is um our dishes that come from peasants that you know maybe the scraps but now it's more of um more of a delicacy like borscht people are like ooh borscht it's like this new retro right. thing but borscht is like it was from the scraps of the pig and it was from the you know the cabbage like cabbage costs nothing mm-hmm. so it, they are peasant dishes but they're coming back around again commoner you know I mean? food yeah i love it <laughs> and like oh, greens and and making your own sausages and stuff at home like you can do that it's easy it's not as hard as everyone makes it, it seem as long as you have the tools you're good you can make anything at home Nice. Uh, (laughs) 905-688-2582. Kimberly Turner is joining me for a couple segments in the booth. She does her own show called Cooking with Kimberly. You can check her out on YouTube. Do that now. We'll be back after this on 610 CKTV. to Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Call now at 905-688-CKTV, 1-877-610-CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. Having too much fun in between breaks here. Thanks for the music camps. What do you want uh, Kimberly to cook for you, Camps? Anything that you just mentioned, because I'm starving now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when she was done with Tim's show the other day, I, my mouth was actually sal- uh, salivating. Oh. I, um, I think we were talking chicken wings chicken or something. Chicken wings. There's nothing better uh, to get my juices flowing. And last night I got a nice 
fill of chicken wings. Is that what at the you had? Super- what well, kind of chicken wings did you have? They deep fried them last night, but George uh, from the Mansion House, uh, was it was his job to cook last night. Stewie, thanks for having me out. I invited myself down, and uh, I was uh, appropriately greeted when I got there. So, <laughs> wow. uh, no, really great crew last night. It started out, you know, we had the chilies, venison chili. Nice. Uh, Fern had made this uh, stuff up. It had a real kick to it. Yeah. Then you got your, your meatballs, your sweet and sour meatballs. Mm-hmm. So I went there next, no bun. And then the wings came out. Jerk chicken was a huge hit. Nice. Blackened, you know, just like you come out and uh, George is like, hey, or Stewie came out and he's pouring beer on it. He's, no, no, we need to blacken the chicken up, huh, man. <laughs> so we had the jerk chicken and all the salads and stuff like that. Um, yeah, the only thing that gets to me are the tongs. Yeah. So I have to wash my hands, then use the tongs uh, that everyone else has touched, and then go wash my hands again yeah. to eat my food because I'm really yeah. sketchy about <laughs> doorknobs me and too. dirty hands. I and, thought it was just I don't like me. people touching my food, and I don't like to touch my own food if it's if my hands aren't me clean. Too. Me too. And the first thing I do when I walk in the house is wash my hands, no matter what, no matter where. First thing I do is wash my hands. Yeah. <laughs> and they tell me that's a borderline personality disorder, but I, I tend to differ hey, a little bit. You have little, to embrace I don't yourself. count the stairs when I go up. I might just wash my hands, especially in the winter. I don't like getting sick, so no. I keep my hands clean. I use well, my sleeves mostly sick. to open my door. My mother used to just scream at me. You're killing me. You scream with laughter. Like, look at you with your damn <laughs> sleeve. And you know what the worst part is? It's become such a habit. That I, I, once you get sick, you're still you're figuring. Well, I got the cold already. Mm-hmm. I'm still opening doors with my sleep. Yep. But the ba- getting out of the bathroom is the trickiest part for me I, with all these is. hand dryers and these days. We're getting into like a really heavy door because I want to open it with my forearm <laughs> instead of my hand. <laughs> Anyway. So tell us about your show. You're actually making some money from this, providing a living for yourself, doing YouTube videos. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Cooking shows. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't do it for free all the time. Yeah, nice. You know, you, if you if that's going to be your profession, you got to get paid. Now you offer. Uh, we're talking a little bit about hemp milk. You said you mm-hmm. you, you were uh, forwarded a recipe and you yes. tried it and you didn't I like it. You're not it. going it was back a little there. Hempy. It was a little hempy, but I I don't mind hemp. I've been using it for baking and things like that. Um, I just need to tweak that recipe. Is all. Yeah. <laughs> I think a little bit of flavor was, you know, if you put some vanilla, vanilla or some Vanilla or some, maybe sweetener. even some rose water. Would rose be nice. water would be Change nice. Change it and, and mask it a little bit, the hemp. Yeah. yeah. I, I swear that somebody's going to come out with a hemp drink that is nailed. It's tasty. And, and they copy or trademark it and no one will be able to touch it for 10 years and they'll, they'll make a billion dollars with Probably it. Probably so. It would be like the energy drinks or that coconut well, water. That's it. I mean, it, it, hemp is such a versatile food and... and uh, I don't know if you played around with it on your shows. I've mm-hmm. only watched a few of them, but uh, it is a complete protein. So complete. you could live on it. It, 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 it could save it the has world. All, well, that's what they say. Uh, it has all the essential and amino acids mm-hmm. in it. So you don't actually have to, if you ate hemp hearts, that complete protein, mm-hmm. you don't actually have to eat anything else. You would survive. Yep. And uh, somebody told me, uh, I've been challenged to do the Morgan really? Spurlock, kind of the opposite okay. of uh, not eating McDonald's every day, but eating nothing but hemp hearts every day for 30 days. And a buddy of mine said, if you did that, you'd probably poop like a rabbit and you wouldn't, I mean, your body would be so clean and so energized and you'd feel probably. so clear in your head and you'd, I mean, and you'd be and healthy. Lots of water, of course, lots of hydration. And if, yeah, it would be like massive cleanse. Yep master cleanse <laughs> so what did you plan for your super bowl did you have something already pre-made or super bowl last night you know what i made um curried meatballs and rice 
Nice. It was awesome. I used that stuff from Perfect Taste out in Niagara-on-the-Lake. Perfect Taste. You can find it on perfecttaste.ca. Everyone's been asking me about it. But I used their... Actually, I used the biryani casserole sauce. It was awesome with the meatballs and the Thai rice. That's what we did. Now, you (laughs) seem to be pimping local places, food, uh, spices, and all. Every show, it seems that you've got a a commercial or a a plug (laughs) for somebody local. Uh, is that something you've been trained to do? Or? Well, not trained, but I think that it's important. We all have to hold hands, you know. Um, if it's local, that's going to be your freshest stuff, you know. And these are the people that are around you. You want to support your community. That's that's mm-hmm. it. That's all. I think it's that's pretty basic. I know. I know we're a global community, but if you can't take care of home first, you know, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah, also, think... can I do a shout out? Sure. Donald O'Sullivan. I want to congratulate him. He won the Brampton Cup. Last night, he was in the finals for boxing up in Brampton, and it was his first three bouts ever. He's out of Bam Niagara Boxing Club, so he is nice. the champion of the Brampton Cup in the 152 Where's Bam pound. Niagara? They're out by on Zimmerman Avenue, 4548 Zimmerman. You okay. can find the, check them out at bamniagara.ca. Nice. That's my home gym, so if everyone's asked me about where I train and stuff, that's where I train. Nicely done. <laughs> Kimberly Turner is my guest, Cooking with Kimberly. You can catch her online on the YouTube channels. And uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, what's your favorite food. I think you're in the right place because downtown St. Catharines, at least, mm-hmm. you can eat all over the world down here. Really and can. this is first class stuff. Now, I, I've been to the Blue Turtle a mm-hmm. couple times, uh, popped in there the other day. I didn't really know what I wanted to have, but everything's good there. Yeah. And I saw lobster scrambled eggs i don't know what they put on top of it but i was a little afraid because i kind of go with what i know i have the same thing every time i go there and lobster scrambled eggs i you know i'm not sure i almost i went there saturday (laughs) for breakfast sunday if i wasn't late to coming into the studio i wasn't late but i was running a little bit behind time i'm like i wonder if they do breakfast place right here yeah on st paul west Mm. i wonder if they do takeout i almost went the next day and get the same thing pork belly oh Really? Seriously, I don't know nice. what they sear it in maple syrup or something like that, but it comes out sweet and tasty. And uh, are you of the opinion that we need to eat our animal fat as well? You know what? We I was just having this discussion last night, like about this, and I think um, if we take a look at, say, a gorilla, they don't eat meat. They're omnivores. That, well, sort of omnivores. They eat insects and things like that, roots and tubers and seeds and fruit and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think it's. So mu- so much more important for us to eat our vegetables and our greens and our fruits and much less meat. I think we need protein, yes, mm-hmm. but much less meat than what we're eating. Mind you, I love me some pork. I can't mm-hmm. even lie. I love pork and I love beef and I'll eat the fat and I save the bacon fat and stuff like that and I cook with it. But I think I try and keep everything really natural otherwise. Plus, we grow a garden. I mean, every year it pretty much supplies us the whole summer. Mm-hmm. We can, we freeze stuff, we blanch stuff. We've got it all year. So I think it's important to get your, you know, like hemp and stuff like that into your diet because that has protein and your amino acids and uh, get your oils and fats. Your brain needs fat to, mm-hmm. to function. So if you don't get enough fat, your brain is, you know, working on low. Right, certainly. <laughs> and yeah, that's where the fogginess comes from. Absolutely. It's, uh, Riley Cote, a guy that's come on the show a couple times, like Philadelphia Flyers, is big in the hemp movement down in Philadelphia, coaches the Phantoms. And, and he, he says that the mental clarity when he's consistently being on the hemp oil and the mm-hmm. hemp hearts in his diet it's every so day is way better. And yeah. he's trying to get it through to his kids. Yeah. Well, not kids, they're men playing in the AHL down there in Philadelphia, that this, this stuff can really help not only your recovery time as an athlete, but keep you clear. Yeah. So you've got one last 
meal to cook. What is it? What's your favorite? Oh, lobster. Lobster. That, that <laughs> lobster would be mine is my too. Very favorite Steak thing on and the lobster. I could eat it for, like you said, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert. I don't care. I love it. If I was stranded on a deserted island with lobsters, I would not be mad at all. <laughs> In fact, you were saying where would where would I eat down here? If you have you ever got you, I'm sure you've been to the Blue Mermaid. Yep. Yeah. If you go to the Blue Mermaid, they have a um, a lobster sandwich, mm-hmm. and you think that you're at the Blue Mermaid, you're going to get some really fancy lobster with sandwich come out, and it's like white Wonder Bread, uh-huh. and this lobster comes out on white Wonder Bread, and, and you know what? It's the bomb. It's, <laughs> it's the best. So uh, yeah, it's a little bit retro, but go to Blue Mermaid, go down there and get that lobster sandwich. You're going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> Cooking with Kimberly. You can YouTube or catch her cooking with Kimberly dot dot com dot com. And you can check me out on iFood.tv slash cooking with Kimberly as well. Check out the fan page at Facebook.com slash cooking with Kimberly and at Twitter at cooking with Kim E with a capital E. Nicely done. <laughs> More after this on 610 CKTB. Listening to Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Call now at 905-688-CKTV, 1-877-610-CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. Welcome back. I am Jim Fannin. 905-688-2582. I want to get your take on what's happening in the by-election in Niagara Falls. We haven't talked to any politics yet today. Not much. Anyways, I went off on Julian Vantino. Jackass. Get out of our way. Stop messing with the veterans. But we've got a race going in Niagara Falls. The leaders have been paying a lot of attention down here to us. Tim Hudak. For his candidate, uh, Bart Maves is the conservative, progressive conservative party of Ontario. Andrea Horvath, I think she's buying a house down here, man. She was down for the weekend. Birch treated me to a game at the Jack the other day. They were an Ice Dogs game, and <laughs> he was telling me, well, I sit behind, you know, Mr. Burke and, and his wife, the owners of the team, and we walked in. <laughs> There's Gates. He didn't tell me he sat directly behind Wayne Gates. And Gates's date was Andrea Horvath. <laughs> so immediately, I spent an hour with Andrea in here. I'm not sure if she remembered that or not. But I <laughs> immediately leaned over and said, hey, uh, Andrea, what, you couldn't find a better date? <laughs> Gates is like, ow, that hurt. <laughs> that hurt. And so the, the orange scarves were flying. I managed to get my picture taken with an orange scarf on. People couldn't believe it. I have not abandoned you. Green voters, uh, and and we see the the uproar that uh, the liberals have caused. De- definitely taking a little bit of punishment at the door. Probably uh, the debate in Niagara Falls with Kojiko. We had Mike Balsam in yesterday, who's responsible for moderating those political debates. Is not going off. Joyce was the first set to send in her regrets. The Liberal Premier has been here many times with her, touring around. Geez, 
Even the Green Party candidate got the leader down here a couple times. Mike Schreiner was down at Konzelman's on Friday. Bitter had a birthday party. <laughs> it should be a song. Bitter had a birthday party and a fundraiser. They made some money down at Taps, and they had about 15 bands come in. But I want to get your take. Who are you voting for in the riding in Niagara Falls? Or better yet, I'll take your predictions. Who do you think is going to win? I said from the beginning that the Liberals would be punished because of their track record with Premier Dad and now Wynn taking his place. My take was also the same for Bart Maves. He's lost twice to Kim Crater, the Liberal in that riding, who quit on his riding, quit on his party. And I don't want to pass judgment, but now what you're going to run for municipal politics? I thought you said you were exhausted. Well, if you're exhausted, why are you throwing your hat in for municipal councillor then? I think there's probably more to the story there, but we don't know that. So it was my take that conservatives would be punished as well because of their leader, who certainly is not electable. Bart Maves, good guy, regional councillor. Conservatives is the day is long, and also taking credit for bringing the casino to Niagara Falls. What? Really? Bart Maves? Bart Maves got the casino in Niagara Falls. Campaigning on that is not going to get you elected, I don't think. So from the very beginning, I said, this is the NDP's to lose. Wayne Gates has got a good profile. He's got some deep connections with the with the unions. I'm not sure that that's going to get him elected. I'm not sure that that hurts him more than it helps him. But Gates has campaigned before. And I guess I got a soft spot for the NDP from a standpoint that I think of all the leaders, I think that these two uh, provincial by-elections are very important for the parties, and that's why they're spending a lot of time, especially in Niagara, coming down with the leaders and campaigning door-knocking with other candidates. See Rick Dykstra out with Bart the other day door-knocking. That's calling the heavyweights in. I just think that this is Gates' to lose, and he's got some good ties, and I think of all the leaders, Andrea Horvath seems to be the one with the most credibility right now. And I think a little more left-leaning provincial policy is not such a bad thing. I mean, Premier Dad's had the gun held to his head by the NDP more than once. I think the NDP fails to stand up as a Democratic Party, though. You want to be Democratic, you want to distance yourself from the other leaders. We've been working on every leader to try and bring in a citizen-initiated referendum mechanism. Mike Harris campaigned on it. He was elected on it. But he didn't follow through. I think if somebody comes up with electoral reform, uh, that's a huge issue, and I know it's part of the NDP's platform, but no one in the NDP is talking about electoral reform. They say they support it, but when they're in power, or when they have power, i.e. the gun to the government's head, all they get is checks scratched. They don't get commitments on electoral reform. So you can't be the new Democratic Party without talking about electoral reform or citizen-initiated referendum, a mechanism The idea is, I'm going to give you the mechanism to throw me out 
If I don't do what I say I'm going to do. Amen. Who doesn't get behind that? We don't have, I'm not saying recall mechanism. I think that can be abused, and I don't think that's the, the solution to it. But what voter wouldn't get behind a mechanism that had gave you the the tools to throw the leader out if they didn't say the, do what they said they were going to do in the first place? I want to get your take. Phone lines are open. 905-688-2582. Who do you think has the best shot to win in Niagara Falls? I have the right to change my mind. Often I do. My first take was, it's Gates' to lose, even before he was nominated. Other two parties seem to have a lot of baggage, and I think if they win just Niagara Falls, the NDP will get a bump and possibly a little momentum rolling into what could be a provincial general election. 610 CKTB has a debate coming up Wednesday. We broadcast on air. Details are on the website for that. But who do you think stands the best shot of winning? You see, everyone's talking about the track. But nothing's really happening with it. The track just sits there still. We've heard ideas of repurposing the track, of bringing back the slots. Everyone's got a take on the hospital, this, quote, South Niagara Hospital. Well, people in Niagara, sorry, Port Colborne and Fort Erie will claim that's not South Niagara. That's Niagara Falls. <laughs> On the text message, 61010. Rhinoceros Party takes the seat. Thank you. <laughs> NDP supported the Liberals. I'm going PC. Well, that's an interesting take, too, and one that Andrew Horvath had to answer many times. If you're so against the Liberals' priorities, why do you keep propping up the government? Why do you keep them in power? Pull the plug on them. Well, I can tell you why they're in power, because the NDP keeps, keeps getting what they want when they have this electoral gun to the government's head. Basically, it sounds like this. Scratch me a check for this, we'll keep your government in power. And that's how minority governments work usually. It's called coalition building. And that's why I'm such a fan of proportional representation. I don't want Stephen Harper to get elected with 37% of the vote and then have a majority mandate to jam us, to bend us over, and then to demand that we smile. If you get 37% of the popular vote, you get 37% of the seats, period. No majority mandate. But being a by-election, it seems to be more about local issues, what we're going to do with the track, what our position is in the hospital, what we're going to do about jobs. Uh, Again, I'm not sure how the province creates jobs. I know they can foster an environment that is job-friendly or business-friendly. But everyone's talking about local issues, and I'm good with that. Even when I had the candidates in here, I told them, I am not interested in what your platform says. I don't care what your leader says. Tell me what you're going to do for Niagara. And they mostly went to their scripts. 905-688-2582.
one eight seven seven six ten CKTB. Pound six ten on the Bell Mobility Network, or you can text. Got a few of those. We'll hit on them when we get back at eleven o'clock. Clark Bitter will be in the house. We're going to talk some Green Party politics. Finish off with the Niagara Falls riding after this on six ten CKTB. to Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Call now at 905-688-CKTV, 1-877-610-CKTV, or pound 610 on the Bell Mobility Network. I'm Jim Fannin, covering for Tommy today. We do a little show here Sundays, noon to 2. You can check that out. We've got some live local talent doing some bumper music. Black Flies were in last week. X-Prime in the week before. We are chasing Cardinals. Great local band. And Billy Sadler's band, back in the days. A commitment from them soon. 61010 to text. Jim, unemployment in Niagara was 86 Last time Maeve's left office, it's almost 9% now in the wake of the liberal vacancy. Why would the electorate repeat the same behaviors and expect a different result? Steve, because we're insane. Thank you, Steve. Going back to the last segment of your predictions, your frustrations, your takes on the Niagara Falls by-election. The leaders have been spending a lot of time here. I thought Andrew Horvath was going to rent a house here. She's been spending a lot of time campaigning with Gates here. All of them have been, including the Green Party. Mike Schreiner has been down here well, a couple times for sure already. He came into the show. was out of Consulman Winery. We had them on the show yesterday talking about the cold snap we've had and how it's affecting the vines and how they fortify the soil with something other than nitrogen, giving a more an earthy, organic feel. 905-688-2582 are your digits. We'll take your predictions on the by-election. What you see there, who do you think is going to take it? Coming up, John Storm's going to be in the booth. He's got a lot to get caught up on. And Clark Bitter will get caught up on some Green Party politics as well. And to the phones we go. Andy P., how are you, brother? Good morning, James. I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Everything's good. Every day above ground is a good day, I'm told. Good show yesterday. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good show. Jim, the other take that I want to... uh, I guess, comment on with the election. The elections, obviously, are always about two things. One, the, the, the bigger picture, what party do you want in, but also the, uh, the individual. We know what uh, the NDP strategy is from Central. 
uh, just listen to their radio ads. God bless them. They're spending a lot of money with CKTV. That's always a good thing. Who's that now? The, the, the NDP. Oh, Central uh, Party. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're, they're slamming Hudak. They're slamming... All the parties are spending their Central Party money. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like any of the campaign... Uh, uh, commercials that I've heard have been paid for by the local campaigns. It seems like it's all coming out of Central, no? Oh, I think I think the uh, Mays campaign uh, raised a substantial amount of money, and that'll all come out in the uh, disclosure. But here's the point, Jim. Uh, NDP are concentrating on tagging Kudak and uh, the Liberals with the reason why we should vote NDP, why we should vote, actually, the ad says, in Wayne Gates. Uh, they're, they're purposely avoiding naming Joyce Morocco or Bart Mays, uh, because they think, you know, the default is we're not voting for the person. Uh, I, and quite frankly, Jim, I think that's a mistake. Let's look at the people, Bart Mays, Joyce Morocco, and Wayne Gates. Let's look at their track record. Now, I don't know much about Joyce other than she's a business person uh, in Niagara Falls. She's a city councilor, and we could look at that. So we could look at her track record. But I can say this about Bart Mays. I sit with him at regional council. And the guy is a solid, solid representative of his uh, Niagara Falls constituency. He's a hard worker. He's reasonable. Um, he's objective. And his track record speaks for itself. He obviously is a fiscal conservative. There's no uh, a limit to the amount of money we can spend. But now Gates and the NDP. Talk about a party, Jim, that comes from profligate spending. So I think the fact that the NDP commercial is targeting the leaders of the party demonstrates that Mr. Gates is obviously afraid to go after the representatives. But I think the people of Niagara, Niagara Falls, and Fort Erie are going to be smart enough to say, okay, party aside, who's going to represent us best? I think that's why they supported Kim Crater for the longest time, Jim. Yeah, you raise a valid point, uh, Andy, and I think that could be one of the knocks on Gates for sure, is his strong union ties. I mean, it, it seems to me, I know he's so union-oriented and, and being employed by a union as uh, president of Unifor or whatever his position is down there, uh, it seems, and the, the knock on him that I've heard from other people around the community is, oh, yeah, it's great. He supports jobs if they're union. If they're not union jobs, he's got no helping hand at all. And, and he doesn't Jim, want anything to, that, to do with it. And, Jim, to that end, as he's been president of 199, under his watch, whether it was his direct authority or not, Ontario Street GM clothes. Yeah, well, I, can't, I don't know that you can hang that on Gates. I mean, he wasn't the guy that... You know what? I can hang that on Gates like he can... I mean, I can hang that on the party, the, the union, like like he can hang Bart Mays' ability and record on a Tim Hudak uh, uh, voice spot. So that's mm. the point. Let's think about what do each of the people, even Mr. Uh, uh, your green guy, what's his name? Shriner. Uh, Shriner. Mike Shriner, yep. Mike Shriner. Let, let's let, no, that's the leader, but the local guy. Yeah, Clark Bitter. Let's give Clark, Bart, Joyce, and Wayne, let's give them a chance to understand how they individually will represent the riding, because it's a lot about the riding representation, not just about the party politics. Who's going to be the best representative? And I can say for a fact, Bart Mays is a standout regional councillor, and he's a standout representative of the city of Niagara Falls. What's your take on the local Kojiko debate that got cancelled? 
I mean, Bart's people said no after Joy's people said no. I don't, I don't know why, you know, Bart wouldn't come in and just say, well, okay, I'm in and force Joyce's hands. I don't think right. Bart's got any problem going head to head. And Gates, no. smartly, Gates framed this as a jobs debate. I had Mike Balsam in here the other day. He said, Kojiko had no plans to make this a jobs debate. It was a regular debate like we always do. But well, Gates framed thing. it that way. Maybe he scared them off. Here's the thing, Joyce was coming as a backfill for Kim Crater. She's the incumbent party. When you don't have the incumbent party there to defend, for Bart to be sniping at Gates and being defending the record, it's a lose-lose situation. Wayne had nothing to lose, just trashing uh, the Liberals, trashing the Conservatives. Uh, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed that the Liberals did not come to defend their writing. In the absence of it, I don't think there's a real fulsome debate. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate your takes. That's Regional Counselor Andy Petrowski, who's standing for re-election. Not shy about admitting that up front. And hardcore, dyed-in-the-wool, blue conservative. Not that there's anything wrong with that. 905-688-2582. Up next, we got John Storm coming in. He's going to talk about a show on Kojiko TV, a car-sharing program here in St. Catharines. Clark Bitter at 1130. Talk some Green Party politics, and then we're out of here. This is 610 CKTV. to Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. I'm Jim Fannin. John Gamble is on the phone with me. John, your release said the XL pipeline's a good thing. Tell me why. Well, I, I, we have enormous uh, natural resources in Canada, and and, uh, and there's enormous economic opportunity uh, to, to access more markets. And, of course, oil in Alberta is largely landlocked. And this creates a major opportunity not only to export uh, oil to the U.S., but uh, overseas as well. Okay, and now we've seen a huge amount of resistance to this. Uh, what kind of reaction are you getting to your press release that it's all good and it doesn't affect greenhouse gases? Or Well, it, well... I think some of the hyperbole around around the XL pipeline has not been constructive, and, and the hyperbole on both sides of the issue. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that uh, this is an enormous economic opportunity for Canada. However, we also need to be mindful. There are 
to your point, some very legitimate uh, environmental concerns around sustainability and so forth. And uh, they have to be addressed and they have to be recognized and we need to do it, but we need to do it smart and do it well. And I think this uh, this report is yet another uh, adds to the I guess would add to the uh, the body of knowledge out there that says that this can be done uh, responsibly. Now, is it just me, or does it seem like the government seem to be switching gears on this all the time? They're for it, they're against it, they're for it and against it? Well, fair enough. This, I mean, in fairness, this is out of the State Department, and in fact, it's been quite consistent uh, with previous reports that have been issued by the U.S. State Department on this, uh, the, about the uh, economic benefits and the environmental consequences. So, to me, this is actually quite consistent in terms of that narrative about this can be done, and it can be done constructively. And what is this, what does the study that you're quoting tell us about the construction of this XL pipeline? Well, this one was largely on the greenhouse gas emissions. There's been certainly previous studies from the State Department that, uh, that have talked about uh, about uh, the economic benefits. Uh, that's been out there in the public domain for quite some time. This was another piece of the puzzle that was falling into place that was basically addressing that very specific question around the greenhouse gas emissions. Great. And were you finding a, a, number, uh, a number of obstacles, do you think, that are going to stand in the way of this? Well, I, you know, right now in the U.S., uh, it's a very controversial and, uh, and, and, and divisive issue. Um, I think that uh, there's some, as I said earlier, I think there's some very important discussions to have around about how you go about it and do it responsibly and so forth. But unfortunately, because it's become a um, uh, almost uh, taken on a life in itself, there's there's become a lot of hyperbole and uh, and and frankly um, statements that aren't very helpful or constructive. I think on at the end of the day, I think most people pragmatically see that uh, we need to do this. Um, Sooner or later, we'll have to move off carbon fuels, but it's not going to happen in this generation. Uh, Whether we like it or not, for good, bad, or indifferent, uh, fossil fuels are going to continue to be a major part of the global economy, and uh, we we need to be at the table as this happens. We also need to be, again... Uh, looking longer term and doing it, uh, doing, we have to do it smart and we have to do it responsibly. John Gamble is my guest. He is the president of the Association of Consulting Engineering Companies. John, shouldn't we be looking at other forms of fuel rather than, isn't this a little bit backward looking? Shouldn't we look at alternative fuels, you know, sustainable fuels and things other than moving crude across the country? Well, we absolutely should be looking and uh, at other alternative energy sources. I mean, prudence suggests you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, be it the, uh, the source of the energy or what markets you're relying upon. Um, so uh, I, I, the moving forward with this and doing it in a responsible way and also looking at new forms of energy and allowing them to develop, these are not mutually exclusive concepts. And in fact, it's in the long-term interest of the energy sector to continue to look at alternative energy sources. I'm quoting from your release here, the Keystone XL pipeline will provide opportunities for Canada with economic benefits that are far-reaching. Talk to me about the perceived far-reaching benefits. Well, for one thing, uh, well, first of all, it, it's, it's, going to, it's going to create jobs directly in the energy sector. Uh, in terms of, uh, in term, as you do when you create economic activity for any commercial opportunity, there's going to be the actual construction of the pipeline. There's going to be the uh, the site management, the environmental uh, work that goes on around that. And of course, when you create economic activity in other regions, you in any region, you get the uh, you get the spinoff uh, benefits as well. John, what do you think the chances are of this thing actually going down? I'd say it's even money at the moment. It's okay, fifty-fifty, really, eh? Yeah, it's it's really you know who knows what's in the mind of the current U.S. administration. I, it's admittedly a very difficult uh, situation for President Obama um, because he has uh, 
you know, certainly there's some, he has celebrity uh, fundraisers that are very much against the issue, uh, but he's also got to look at the, the, uh, the American people, and many of whom are looking forward to this project as a means of creating jobs. What's the next step for your group? Well, we're certainly going to watch the issue. I mean, uh, it's really, uh, it's really, uh, it's really sitting with the Obama administration at the moment. Uh, we had previously written a joint letter with our sister association, the United States, uh, to uh, to, uh, to President Obama and Secretary Kerry, and we're going to continue to watch and monitor the situation very closely. John Gamble, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. He is the associate, sorry, the president of the Association of Consulting Engineering Companies. John Gamble, Keystone XL Report, positive for Canada. Nicely done. Coming up next, John Storm. We're going to talk about car share, Niagara, taking Niagara by storm, and anything else you want to touch on. He's in the booth now. We'll go live with that. After this, this is 610 CKTV. to Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Jim Fannin sitting with John Storm. Take Niagara by Storm. Might have seen him on Kojiko. Got a little car share going on down here. He's involved with the Garden City Co-op. A lot of, a lot of scuttlebutt around town about that. John, thanks for taking the time for coming in. Tell just for our listeners that don't know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are or what you do. Sure, uh, I've lived in Niagara a long time. Uh, I, I think that um, one of the things, that the different things I've done with the city and the region, I do say this. It's sort of an interesting bit. People who grew up here, who never left. They tend to be the greatest critics. People yeah. who have come from other places actually see opportunity here. I come from Kitchener in Ottawa, okay. but I've lived here a long time. Right. Okay, so during the daytime, I'm the director of Oxford Learning up at Ridley Heights Plaza. Right, okay. But my staff is just terrific and wonderful, so that allows me to provide some service in the community. And, yeah, I do the show on Kojiko. I'm in my seventh year, taking Niagara by storm. I've had on anyone from, I've had on um, uh, sex trade workers to the lawyer for Carla Homoka. I asked him, George, George, you've represented some of the most violent people in the history of this country. And then I paused for about 30 seconds and I said, how are you sleeping? And he said, oh, my God, John, I'm not sleeping. I have nightmares every night. Hmm. So that, you know, I do that. I do another little bit on Bullet News, 10 minutes. That's online. I am on the board of Community Car Share, and that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay. And I'm chair of the Garden City Food Co-op. We want to put a grocery store downtown with healthy food in it. Nice. Now, how's uh, search for location going? Are you having a hard time finding a place big no, enough downtown? Not really. We have the funny thing about downtown St. Catharines is that there are people approaching us. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I can't talk about where those places are. Right. But it will be downtown. How much space are you looking for for a co-op? We're looking for about 4,000 square feet. That'll do it, eh? Yeah. And tell me, what is the co-op? Well, the the Garden City Food Co-op is funded by the Trillium Foundation. uh, And what we want to do, we looked at the dynamics of downtown St. Catharines, and I would call it a food desert. There used to be an IGA on Welland Avenue, mm-hmm. and they left. And now some of the lowest income people of this community are buying from convenience stores, mm. which is expensive and, frankly, not healthy for you. Got that. And, frankly, with all respect to even the big, powerful grocery stores, with all respect to them, a lot of food is being sold that's hurting people. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll, we'll sell a lot of that stuff, but we want to also provide a small venue where we can help educate people about nutrition, what's good for children to eat. Okay. Now, so logistically, what's the co-op look like? We have a bunch of farmer stations from uh, is no, the market it w- it set w- up? It would or? look, uh, it would look uh, similar to a grocery okay. store. We'd have a bakery. More have, local product? Yeah, and that's the big thing. We want to buy from local farmers. There are farmers in this region who are not allowed to sell to supermarkets. So the co-op would be owned by the vendors, uh, the producers? No, the co-op or? is owned by the public. Oh, okay. We have an interim board of directors. Hmm. Uh, we will go to a full board of directors. We're incorporated now. We are we are uh, almost ready to sell memberships, uh, and that'll be 120 bucks one-time fee for your so family. So you have to be a member to shop at the co-op? No, you don't have okay. to. But you'll get... You'll get a little, a few club memberships. As your or member. okay. Yeah. Okay. And the Hamilton Food Co-op opened just last week. Okay. And this is a movement coming very quickly. Uh, the the car share is a co-op. The uh, young people today, and the, I, I sit on, I'm, I'm the chair of the Niagara Workforce Planning Board. The young people today do not have the money to buy companies. Over 50% of all the people in Canada who own companies are retiring within the next five years. 50%. And many of them are saying, I think I'll just wind it down. Because they don't think they can sell it to young people today who don't have the cash. Here's the trick. You get four or five or a hundred people together and you form a co-op. And you pool your resources, and you buy that business, and you're all owners. The best example in Niagara is Fleet Industries in Fort Erie, aerospace. They were on the verge of bankruptcy years ago. The management was ready to close it, and the worker said, no, we're going to buy it. So they formed a co-op, and now they're making a ton of money. Every credit union in Ontario is a co-op. Okay. And so you're going to hear that that phrase, co-op, a great deal in the future. The old model of doing business, frankly, is broken. Mm-hmm. Because young people today are graduating from post-secondary education with a lot of debt. They just can't afford to buy anything. So the traditional owned by its members is not always the way co-ops work. But a co-op, from the way I understand it, is all the money goes back into the business, no? Yes. You, you don't could, pay dividends. You don't have shareholders. No, goes we, back. The, the food co-op will pay dividends if okay. you buy shares. Okay. Um, there are different types of co-ops. One is a worker co-op where the workers would buy the, the business mm-hmm. and they then run it. Right. And it's a co-op, though. Um, another co-op might have every single member, like the credit union, Every member of a credit union what, is just that, a member, and they have a vote. Mm-hmm. 
Nice. Tell me about car share. This is a great idea that's been uh, used all around the world a lot in Canada and big centers. And, you know, we're a small town. Sometimes it takes a while for the progressive ideas to filter down. Tell me about your experience with this. Car share came, came to Niagara uh, a, a couple of years ago, and they presented the idea. It sounded good. They're very active in Kitchener, Kitchener-Waterloo in particular. And then I waited. I, I, I wanted to be careful about getting involved because I've <laughs> sat on too many boards and councils. Sound like a busy whole, guy. Wholly dysfunctional. I didn't want to do right. that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I looked at it and then I had lunch with a few of those individuals from Kitchener and I thought, this is a good way to spend my spare time. Car share is an idea where you become a member of community car share. It's a, it's a co-op as well. And you pay a certain amount a month, and then you get the car. The car sits right now in the the, uh, Carlisle Street parking garage in St. Catharines. Okay. So if you're a member, you are given a card. You then book your car online, and then you go to the car with your card. There's a sensor in the windshield. You scan your card over the sensor, and the doors open. You then get in the car, the key is tethered to the steering column, you put the key in, you drive out of the parking garage, we give you a white card that gets you out for free, and in for free, and then you start driving. And you can take that car from from St. Catharines to Port Colburn and back, and you can take that car on a three-month vacation if you want, you can book that car all day. Mm. We only have one car here, and it took me some uh, frankly, some negotiating with the car share board to put a car in St. Catharines because they said St. Catharines is not showing us a lot of enthusiasm. And mm-hmm. I said, you've got to understand something, fellas. Niagara is very slow to accept new ideas. Mm-hmm. We have massive passivity in this region, <laughs> and we don't like change very often. And this is a, an idea that will not only help people, but help you save a ton of money. Yeah, definitely. Owning a car is very expensive, and when you could, uh, what's it cost to get a car share car for a day? Uh, you you would. Uh, there are different levels. People mm-hmm. can go to the the website and get all the details. But generally, you pay forty dollars a month, and then if you want it for the day, it's twenty bucks. Wow! And uh, these are efficient cars. Um, when we look Let's at say car share over it, you got all over it. You got to is everyone know you're driving a car share car when you're in it? No, we're very discreet <laughs> okay, about good. that. Actually, it's, you get a little logo on the sides, and that's it. Okay. But when I drive it around Niagara, I see people watching and taking down the website. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. So we have the car now, and we just want some more members so we can get a second and third and fourth and fifth car. Okay. And then it will spread to Niagara Falls and Welland. Great idea. I got a question here on the text. Why can't Jim? Why can't local farmers sell to grocery stores? Utterly ridiculous. Well, what happens is uh, the food terminal in on your way to Toronto. Um, the farmer could go there with local peaches. Okay. And then say, "I've got my peaches," and that person at the food terminal will say, "Look, Mister Farmer, Miss Farmer, I'm really sorry." But we have an agreement with the Californians or the Mexicans or the Floridians. If we buy locally, they'll cut our contract. Oh. That's insane. Why can we not buy from our own farmers? Great. And we should be buying from our own farmers. Support local. John Storm is my guest. Another segment with him coming up. We're talking taking Storm by Niagara, taking Storm by Carshare in Niagara. <laughs> talking about the Garden City Co-op. 
And anything else you want to talk about, 905-688-2582. More with John Storm after this on 610 CKTB. Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Jim Fannin. I'm joined by John Storm, who you might know from Kojiko TV, the TV show Taking Niagara by Storm. We're talking car share. We talked a little bit of Garden City Co-op. John, thanks for your time. I know you're really Pleasure. busy. Yeah. I didn't know you were that busy. Man, how many boards do you sit on? I don't want to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not with CSIS either. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, I want to remind your listeners of something that they should be aware of, and not many people know this. Uh, on the BBC two weeks ago, I heard the former CEOs of Shell and BP say in their retirement, worth millions of dollars, the future looks very bad environmentally. China is doing more to abate pollution than the Americans are. Now, China has a lot more pollution. Certainly. But when you hear these oil company guys say this in their retirement and they're terrified about what's happening to their children, frankly, we have to talk about things like car share. My wife drives a, drives a hybrid. Mm-hmm. I, I drive a Volvo. Actually, I walk. I walk almost everywhere I go because who wants to pay these costs? And car share is one way to minimize your cost. We pay your gas. We pay the insurance as long as you're credible to get insurance and all you do is you pay a little bit of money in kitchener waterloo it's phenomenally powerful in fact a lot of professors uh, at college university use car share why would you buy a car that costs 20 30 40 50 thousand dollars to sit in your driveway and you use it maybe you know once a day mm. the depreciation i mean it's the Great biggest point. cost after you buy your house sure and then you have to keep buying it because of the depreciation. And if you get into an accident, woe is you. Mm-hmm. Insurance, gas, the initial cost, leasing. Or I'll give you an example of insurance. Many years ago, I'm at the Welland Avenue car wash. I back out. My fault. A car comes zooming past me. I clip the guy's side. Mm-hmm. About six months later, I'm in London, Ontario. I hit a little patch of ice. I bump. A car in front of me. Two accidents in one year. My premiums went to $5,000 for six years. Wow. I kept emailing the insurance company saying, when is my sentence over? I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. I'm saving a ton of money with car share and, frankly, with walking. Let's get off the oil kick. 
Wow. John Storm is my guest. You know him from Kojiko's TV show, Taking Niagara by Storm. You must have interviewed some great guests on that show. Tell me about a little bit about those well, personalities. Well, yeah, we've, we've had... I. The funny thing is that, you know, a lot of people want on, I'm sure as they do with, with your show, but you've got to get the right people on. I've had on lots of political people. I've had on economic people. I've had on police who've talked about sex trade workers being victims. Mm-hmm. I've had on people whose relatives have been murdered. And and I remember doing a show, a full-hour show, out of Thorold City Hall with five city mayors a couple of years ago. I could not help myself. At minute 40, I'm standing, they're all seated, and I said, gentlemen, all of you were at Niagara Palooza where Eddie Friel and uh, Richard Florida spoke. What did they talk about? The need for tolerance. Look at us. Six white men. Look mm. at us. Where are the women? Where are the disenfranchised? Where are the people with disabilities? And then I couldn't help myself. I said, the very best people in this region refuse to sit on your councils because they don't have patience for endless meetings that end at one o'clock and you, and you decide very little. And frankly, people should read the book, The Great, the, I'm sorry, The Unwinding. It's a new book out. That that team makes a very powerful argument that institutions, particularly governments, no longer represent the public. They represent their stakeholders, their funders in the election. Yeah, you got to take care of the guys that brought you to the dance. Uh, talk to me a little bit about local politics just uh, on the way out of here. Uh, Go is getting a lot of play with the, the Niagara Falls by-election. We'll talk to Clark Bitter about that next. Uh, what do you see infrastructure-wise uh, as needed in the community? I talked to David Alexander. He said the most important things. We need good health care. You need a good re- regional transit system. And you need affordable child care for yeah. the spouses or the, the, the working mates that will not get a job or, or have, find it very difficult to get into the workforce if they can't get their children affordable daycare. What do you see as major issues? We need, we need people to come out of the woodwork. We need brand new people who've got great ideas because the passivity is is hurting us a great deal. How do the ideas help you when you're in a, a, a region or a city that really work, is uh, just so at the adverse to change? At the Workforce Planning Board, we were bringing associations together, the architects, the engineers, the, 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 um, the, the planners, the accountants. They don't know one another. There, we could well get to a stage where at the Workforce Planning Board, we could one day go to the region and say we represent 85,000 workers. Mm. That's new. This is not a union. This is not a chamber of commerce. This is a community discussion. And we have to start talking about taking some risk, some good risk, because we don't take enough risk here. What, what type of risk would you be talking about project-wise? We well, When we put together NGEN... You know, the digital media uh, organization, we didn't fund it properly. In Waterloo, they, they spent 10 times the amount on their digital technology innovation center. We're mm. cheap here, and we have to spend properly. We have to say, look, I was an, on, on a business committee at St. Catherine City Hall. We convinced the city to go two-way traffic to increase pedestrian traffic and to stop the exodus down St. Paul Street to the outside of the city. One counselor said, well, what else should we change? And I think people will know who I'm talking about. I said, I think we should talk about term limits for city councillors. Amen. You, you can't sit on council for 30 years. We need new ideas. Mm. 
And so we, we really have to engage someone who works for me. Her husband's from Portugal, from, uh, in, from a small town. They wanted to close the post office. All 800 adults, all of them, marched on the governor's office. What do we do in Canada? We sit back and we take it. John Storm is my guest. 905-688-2582. Who do you got coming up on your show, John? Uh, let me see. Well, um, what is your show, more importantly? When can we catch it? Uh, on Kojiko, it's Mondays at 6 o'clock. You tonight. doing live or live to tape? It's tape. Okay. Uh, Mondays at 6 o'clock, uh, Wednesdays at 6.30, and Sunday at 1.30. Okay. Um, to be really honest with you, I, I, I tape in advance. I don't know who's on <laughs> tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Typical broadcaster. Uh, who's on your show? I don't know. Other people handle that for me. John Stormer, really appreciate your time. Thank Pleasure. you very much. Thank it's you. good to have you in. We'll, we'll touch base with you again. Coming up next, we got Clark Bitter. We're going to give him the last segment, talk a little bit about the Niagara Falls by-election, his take, and some of his policies that he's got both provincially and for that riding. This is 610 CKTV. You're listening to Tom McConnell on News Talk 610 CKTV and online at 610CKTV.com. Welcome back. I'm Jim Fan. And one last segment. Tommy's back tomorrow. Clark Bitter joins me in the booth. Thank you to my guest today, John Storm, Kimberly Turner. Wow, we had a bunch of them. I don't want to name them all. Clark, how's things going in the by-election in Niagara Falls? Going quite well, Jim. How are you? Everything's good, man. Good, good. Every day above da- ground is a good day, they tell me. So here That's I'm right. doing something I love behind the microphone. So thanks for coming in. We'll give you the last segment. My pleasure. Tell us how things are going in Niagara Falls. Uh, things are going well in Niagara Falls um, and Fort Erie. And, how many and debates in total you got? Uh, we have three all-Chamber of Commerce debates. Okay. Um, first one is tonight at the Clarion Hotel in on Garrison Road in Fort Erie. Um, I've been included in all the debates, it, except for the one on Wednesday night hosted by your station, um, which I feel is actually a really important debate. Um, it's, it's importance is raised because of the canceling of the TV Kojiko debate. Yeah, that's a big one. It is the only chance now for people who can't get out to the live debates in order to Oh, hear, okay. Good point. Us, mm-hmm. um, speak about it um, quickly about Green Party being a fringe party. Um, you know, there is that old idea that we thought we had sort of gotten rid of over ten years ago. Um, we do run candidates in every single riding in the past three elections. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the Niagara Falls history, it, not in the past election, but two elections ago, we were ahead of the NDP in polling numbers at the election time. We got over 11%. The NDP just got over 9 um, We're a legitimate party with a legitimate platform, and uh, I would uh, really love the station to reconsider having me oh, on. Oh, no, you don't. You just want them to keep holding you out because you're getting more press from being excluded from this debate than you could ever get on your own, Clark Better. There's no way that you could make this kind of press without this news. Well, that that is true. A lot of It's funny, actually. Yesterday, we looked at uh, how far the reach went when I first found out that I was um, excluded. and a lot of What, on your said, Facebook reach, you mean? My yep, Facebook okay. reach, and it was at 1776. And here were what? my undemocratic rights being... St- you know, oh, my democratic rights see? accept on, and it coincided with the same year that the Americans realized Good. when their democratic rights. Now, is there a so, way to revive the Kojiko debate? We had a talk uh, with uh, 
uh, Mike Balsam yesterday, who moderate would have moderated the debate and has been with Kojiko for 16 years. Uh, yeah. You know, he said Joyce was the first to send her regrets and kind of Maeve said, well, if she's not there, I'm not there, but is there a way to get these guys on board in the next couple of days and actually well, get this been, thing off? I had also received an invitation for that and had confirmed to, to attend it. And um, I think really it's it's in Joyce's court right now. I think if Joyce were to um, she's made no statement whether whether she was the first to decline or not. Um, it's obviously that she was. And, uh, you know, for someone who, who is championing, championing, championing herself as, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, little word scramble there, mm-hmm. um, as the as the, the advocate for the seniors, this is the one opportunity traditionally that seniors who can't get out to the live debates, like I said, get a chance to hear it and, um, and, and see us. And I really can, would ask the two of them to reconsider both Bart and Joyce. Now, what do you see? What are you hearing? I know you've been doing some door knocking. Shriner's been in. Your leader, Mike Shriner's been in town a couple times. You were down at Consumen the other day. A lot of good stuff yes. came out of that, I guess, eh? Amazing what they're doing down there. Yeah. Um, it just shows that natural practices, you know, strong soil equals strong plants, equals strong food, equals strong, healthy people. Um, you know, it's a, it's a trickle-up effect, as somebody put it to me, that when you when you follow these lines, you practice health care and not sick care. Um, things like the food co-op that John Storm was talking about are fantastic ideas. They create extra space for farmers to get to market, um, particularly local foods. And this is something that the Green Party is its one of our stalwart platforms is food protection and food um, production facility protection, giving them access to low interest loans or zero interest loans so that they can either weather a storm or um, expand and get better equipment, bigger, better and stronger, creating more jobs in the largest employer in our entire province. 750,000 people work in food or food processing and we've all seen the food processing disappear around here with Cangrow and with Chef Boyardee and mm-hmm. Bix Pickles and Leamington with Heinz Ketchup. Now all these, these farmers have nowhere to to market their stuff. It's vital for this province that they reach out to this sector and protect it like they did the auto industry. What are you hearing at the door as far as uh, issues go? Do you see the other candidates and you, are you sticking more to your 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 uh, provincial platforms or are you really bringing it down to the local level? You're talking about local issues. I know you've been touching on the hospital and there's the racetrack's been yeah, uh, well, huge, hotly debated. We, we've been Look, taking our ideas, um, we're a grassroots party. We're all about um, our local people. And when you get elected to something like this, um, as a Green Party candidate, I'm not going to change the government. If you elect me, I'm not going to change the government. But a recent study came out and it showed that Mike Schreiner has had more impact on policy that the government has than Tim Hudak has. Well, the NDP certainly is lifting planks of your platform left, right, and center, both federally and provincially, so that's good. And the Liberals, yeah, it's great Mm -hmm. when you see it. Like the VQA wines in the farmer's markets, the GPO's been pushing for that for over five years. Um, Expanding the VQA market into the grocery stores and taking away Vincor's monopoly, uh, things like that. We see the government acting on them, um, when it comes to things like green energy, we see them putting up these plans that, that don't work, that pay the supplier, foreign foreign entities to come in and create temporary jobs. Really, only the Green Party can be trusted to deliver efficient, clean, cost-effective energy. And one of the ways that I, I see revitalizing Fort Erie is with eco-industrial parks. Um, these parks, if you look at New York State's economic plan for job creation, it includes 15 biotech, clean tech industrial parks in the state of New York. It includes direct tax breaks for startup companies. That's our competition for jobs. Every single thing that we have to offer here in Niagara is exactly what New York State has to offer. Why aren't we 
realizing this and moving forward in, in progressive risk-taking ways, you know, there's smaller risks than they are asking Samsung to come here and, and create 1,200 temporary jobs making windmills that they put in somebody's backyard that they don't want without community involvement. Um, again, we're grassroots. And, you know, to bring another point, what makes me different, a little off topic from that, but um, Andy Petrosky called earlier. And Andy and I sometimes clash on ideas. But, oh, who doesn't? But um, he's right when he says that in this by-election, you need to vote for the person. Um, I'm a chef. I'm a local guy. I've been here now 10 years. I moved from the outside, much like John Storm did. And I love Niagara. My son was raised here. Um, he's, he's a phenomenal kid, and he's moved on to school in the United States. And he's already told me that unless Niagara does something to attract these type of jobs, chances are he won't be coming back because that's where he's being, what he's being trained in. These things need to come back here. And, um, you know, I've been a chef for over 30 years. If you look at the demographics of who works in Niagara right now, I best represent you. <laughs> that's a great point. What, because of your training and background. I know what they're going through. I know, I know what is happening in Niagara as far as the, the food and hospitality industry. I know that many sectors and many people are being underpaid. I know that there's an issue with tips. Um, a lot of management is taking tips. Skimming the top. Yep. Skimming the top. So we have a solution for that, or I have a solution for that, that under the Employment Standards Act, when you hire somebody who is serving alcohol, which is how it's stated, it doesn't state anything about tips, that you sign a contract. At the time of hiring, that stipulates exactly mm. what tip percentage it is and and where it goes. And if it should you be zero percent, well, no, I mean, it shouldn't. There is support work. Oh yeah, you got to tip you the know, kitchen the, out, but you, the owner doesn't need to get tipped out. Tip the bus boy, you tip the the bar staff, and and you know the owner doesn't have to be tipped out. I mm -hmm. I agree, unless they're working. They yeah. Okay. Yeah. So each place has its own. And that's why I say you can't legislate it in general, but you can legislate that there be a contract put in place that both parties agree to at the time of hiring. Makes it simple, makes it easy. Good fences make good neighbors. Great. What are some of your other favorite planks in the platform of the Green Party? Well, we had a fundraiser on uh, Friday. Sorry, I missed it. <clears throat> for arts can't and culture. Be everywhere. Thank you very much. We had 12 local bands come out. We had uh, a host, a comedian, David Green, come out. It was... Uh, produced and, and uh, organized by Intimate and Interactive Niagara, a showcase of what arts and culture as an economic engine can do. We filled Taps Brewery down on Queen Street, another revitalization area nice. that can really benefit from an inclusion of arts and culture. Um, the Shaw Festival is a perfect example of how arts and culture can be an economic engine for a small community. If you look at what Niagara-on-the-Lake looked like before the Shaw Festival, it looked a lot like what Queen Street Niagara Falls looked like five or six years ago. We need to include this deeper into our city, move it away from the park itself, or from the falls itself and into the city, fill the motels, fill the uh, smaller places and get the small businesses out there filled up and working. That's where we start. Nicely done. Clark Bitter is your green candidate in Niagara Falls for the by-election. I am Jim Fannin. Catch us on Sundays, noon to 2. Every Sunday we're live. we got great guests, interviews, and some local music coming your way. I'm Jim Fannin. This is 610 CKTB After the News. we got Rod Mahood with Game On.